This is Blue 42. We're going to go red, right, tight, close, sprint, left, G, U, corner, halfback, flat, on two. Ready, right. Now here's your hosts, Danny O'Neill and Paul Gallant. Blue 42. Blue 42. Good morning, Brock. How are you now? I'm doing well, Polly. Doing well. Yes, Danny, I remember opening day way back when. Oh, so fun. My father-in-law, the Commodore, my future father-in-law to be, I did not, you know, I was Wait, he's a Commodore? Uh, Larry used to be, a, was at one time a Commodore at the Seattle Yacht Club. Yes, he was. No kidding! Yeah, and I happened to get the chance to, on opening day, be on the boat, the big boat at the Yacht Club, and I believe with the mayor, I think it was Mayor Shell maybe back in the day. Yeah. And I had to wear and get white pants, and I had to borrow a yes. blue blazer. So, yes, I'll never forget that opening day. Shout out to my buddy Dave Smith. He had the, the boat out this weekend, what we refer to as the Idiot. Oh. That, he, that, that he took out, yeah. The previous rendition was the Honey Bucket. This one's the Idiot. Who <laughs> uh, was out there. That's awesome. The yeah. White pants. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, hi, Floyd. Oh, yeah. It felt like a, <laughs> quite a journey from the Pella Fair to the, to the boat. <laughs> mm, how about you come by the Yacht Club? Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> Paul, are you picking what? up any of this? <laughs> I really enjoy Any Caddyshack the, references? I enjoy, I enjoy the white pants and blue blazer. Why don't you come with the ash and wash jeans to the Puyallup Fair in September? And we'll do the whole thing full circle. Oh, pour some sugar on me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> question one for you, Brock. And we'll talk about a, a little quarterback swap a little bit later on in questions. Which Seahawks pick did you like the most? What do you expect out of him in 2021? <sighs> probably the little receiver, Eskridge. Probably him. And even though it was kind of, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know what good it does to say, yeah, we're trying to trade down. Like, well, if you're going to try to trade down, then you're probably going to lose him, right? I mean, the, yeah. by all accounts, the Rams are going to take him next and everything else. So, but uh, that, that dude can go. And I think that was a scheme system fit. I had whispered very eerily to Jake and Stacy. Uh, last week for the draft, hey, what do you really want? At the end of the day, what do you really want? And I just whispered the need for speed. Mm. This team has a need for speed. And in this division, you're going to have to continue to equip your team to play faster and play with more speed. And I think I told you guys last week, to me, that's why K.J. Wright is still on the market, that you just have to have people at that second level. Danny and I were just talking off the air, uh, watching the Husky spring game, and they still need to elevate their speed, especially in some spots defensively. Uh, this kid can just flat out go. I mean, he is. And we have we have seen the Rams try to utilize that player a bunch over the last decade or so. They've probably taken a little bit more risk on undersized um, kickoff returners, specialists. Uh, I'm excited to watch him. Uh, there's no question that he's going to going to take some of that burden off of Tyler Lockett. Those days for Tyler are done, and I think that's going to be this kid's opportunity to come in and make an impact there. And then in the in the scheme fit of what they're going to ask their little slot receiver to do with jet sweeps and, and little option routes and everything, bubble screens to get just that kind of juice on the field. We had talked about Golden Tate maybe being the third receiver or one of these veteran receivers out there taking this kid in the second round. He's going to get every opportunity to get that shot in the slot first. What does it take for a young wide receiver like that to earn the trust of a quarterback? 
Well, I think there's a few things there, Paul, and there will be a learning curve, you know, not playing the elite competition coming out of the Mac and everything else. And frankly, not even having really been a receiver for the entirety of his career there. So uh, there's a few things. Number one, know where to line up. Number two, know your assignment. Number three, you know, on option routes and everything else that you like to do. And and there is definitely some of that in this Ram scheme. Think of Cooper Cup and and just kind of getting on that same page with, with Jared Goff over those years and finding that little soft spot. And and so I think first and foremost, knowing that playbook, Paul, inside and out, knowing your checks inside and out, lining up on time, not having to ask time after time after time. And then ultimately, it, there will be some time on task with that position. And maybe it will be Tyler Lockett. Maybe Tyler's going to do a little bit more of that early on in the transition to this new scheme, especially in critical third down situations. But yeah, I think that's the way to, to quickly gain the trust as fast as he possibly can with Russ. Brock. Does does Russ play favorites? And that's the wrong way to put it because it makes it seem like he's sort of going out of his way to. But I I haven't over the years. I felt with Golden Tate like Tate was the one guy he would throw jump balls to. Mm-hmm. But overall, I haven't felt that he's done that and been overly relying on it. But maybe maybe I don't have the right eyes for that. Have no, you I seen think, preferences? Andy, he's the exact opposite of that. I think through ten years, there's tight ends that have come in off the streets, right? And in a playoff game, he's willing to, to go to him. To get it to him. <laughs> so, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think he's, honestly, I think that's one of his great strengths. And David Moore, he tried time and again and gave him ample opportunities over the course of his career. Paul Richardson, I mean, I, I think that's a feather in, in Russell's cap. Not that he needs any more of them, but, man, his ability to, to grow wide receivers. Golden Tate got a big contract elsewhere. Paul Richardson got a big contract elsewhere. David Moore even got a contract elsewhere. Tight ends have gotten contracts elsewhere. Like, he's... He's given those guys, uh, that, that position, those receivers always say, hey, man, just give me a chance, give me a chance. A, he gives them a chance. B, he extends plays. And if you get on the same script on the playground with Russell, there's big play opportunities. And then, obviously, Tyler's gotten two deals, and DK is bound to get a major, major one. So, no, I think he's been a, I think, a, a benefit and, and a guy that will give those guys plenty of opportunities to shine. All right, question two. Brock, give me two undrafted free agents to watch. There's a Florida State receiver I've seen a people a lot of Terry, people talking yeah, about. Yeah, Terry. Very uh, there, Lots of there's all, uh, Oh, really? <laughs> that, yeah. Well, that doesn't sound like something I'm very interested <laughs> no, in. No, it's the other receiver. Kay Johnson is a kid, Danny. Like A couple years ago, it was Puna Ford for me. Yes. I remember we had Tom Herman on. I thought, man, I watched that guy in college. He was so dominant. It's just that he was 5'11", kind of awkward body, and it's just you know, it's, it's hard to comp him and say, yeah, yeah, you know, this totally works and this totally fits because he's an undersized guy, but you couldn't root him out. He was the Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year. In this class, to me, Kate Johnson is a step above a, a lot of the rest. I don't particularly know the linemen. They certainly went for a, a body type. Did that with Stone and, the, and you know, trading up for him. 6'8", yeah, the big tackle out of Mississippi State, 6'8". But think of... Think of the Rams. Think of Andrew Whitworth, big six yep. six seven guy. Uh, the other tackle is is former Wisconsin guy, big six 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 seven guy. So they want that kind of length, seal the edge, you know. And at times, you know, those those guys have done a great job grabbing the edge and using their arms and their length. So, uh, but Kay Johnson, the kid out of South Dakota State, is a is a little baller. Um, I watched him against Minnesota two years ago in the opener. 
and they couldn't cover him. Uh, I kept looking at him and listening to people, and they're like, you know, it's Tyler Lockett. I tweeted that last night. He's a poor man's Tyler Lockett. He's not quite as fast, but just an incredible football sense. I was, frankly, very surprised he went undrafted. There were lots of people mocking him as a, as a fourth-round pick, fifth-round pick. So to see him go undrafted, there either maybe was a, a medical, who knows, or or he was just a 4-6 guy on too many stopwatches and in a deep receiver class. Like, yep, give me the 4-3-8 burner, uh, Eskridge, and the 4-6 guy is going to get undrafted. And yet, time and again, those 4-6 guys just the know how to play compensate for that extra step so yeah he's he's a guy that's going to have a tremendous shot and he shows me some smarts and wisdom because of all the places he could have gone and i'm sure there were many of them he said nope let me go to seattle i don't care that they took a second round pick look at that receiver room there i got an opportunity to make that team and i think that will be his mindset coming in question number three brock so we had a little hypothetical conversation about uh, 20 minutes ago or so and it had to do with the quarterback situation in Green Bay. We found out over the weekend that I guess Aaron Rodgers wants to get rid of Brian Gutekunst. He wants him out in Green Bay. This, I would imagine, would be an easy fix for Green Bay. But say they don't want to go that route. Who says no here? In a swamp? what do you mean? An e- what do you mean an easy fix for Green Bay? And that just they would fire Gutekunst. Fire oh, I got yeah. you. Okay. Say, put him out on a pyre, man. Like, mm. absolutely say, like, we will fire him with massive dishonor. Dishonorably discharge him. <laughs> so say they don't go about doing that. And instead they decide, you know what? Let's do a swap with the Seahawks. Let's swap Aaron Rodgers for Russell Wilson. Yeah. Who would say no in that trade between Seattle, Green Bay, and the guy with the no trade clause, Russ? Does Aaron have a no trade clause too? No, he doesn't. To... He does he not. Does not. Does what? not. Yeah. Really? Does not. He signed their signed guys the... like Jimmy Graham and Jimmy Garoppolo. Come on, he's guy. He's signed enough. through twenty twenty three. Correct. Uh, same as Russ. He's five years older than Russ. Uh, I don't think John and Pete say yes to that. I just, uh, I don't just personality wise. Gosh, I, I think John would probably <laughs> be more willing to. I don't know if, if there's a alignment there necessarily with Pete. But, yeah, I, I think I shot you guys a little clip, right? You and, did. And, yeah, and they were – and who was it? Jeremy Fowler that was on SportsCenter, I believe, kind of making that hypothetical and presenting the case. And Aaron Rodgers is a West Coast guy and, you know, could you know, he wanted to go to San Francisco supposedly. That was one of his three teams on the wish list compete for a championship well let's let's go to seattle you know very similar scheme now right one of one of uh you know mcveigh's disciples mcveigh ultimately a disciple of shanahan so probably be an easy transition in that way get back to the west coast Ah, i mean it's a it's a fun hypothetical i i was tempted to, to put a little twitter poll out and just see what the temperature of the seahawk nation was would you be willing to swap russ for aaron Rodgers? It's funny that you mentioned that, Brock, because oh, I completely did? stole that idea. I oh, did. Oh, good. Oh, what did it would say? You, would you Would you like I to hear the results? Know. I'm yeah. sorry, Danny. I've not really been on Twitter to look at you lately. So, yeah. Well, oh, Brock, A, Tell like me. no one ever needs to apologize for not looking at my tweeter. You're, you're inevitably going to be disappointed <laughs> if you take a look at my tweeter. But purely <laughs> theoretical more. question with, with, yes. with no prediction. No, it's just my okay. tweeter. Oh, I got Purely you. theoretical question yes. with no prediction being made, okay. or, nor advocating that this deal should or could be done. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers for Russell Wilson. Who says no? Seahawks? 68.3%. Packers, 11.5%. Russell, 
20.2%. Yeah, we know it wasn't one of Russell's four teams, but then again, Aaron was there, so I don't think he even considered it. Did did love his time in Wisconsin. He did. They've got better offensive line. They've got a better pass-protecting offensive line. Green Bay's, that's what's funny about this, is Aaron is unhappy with the, the weapons he has, and Russell, if anything came out, was less than enthused about the pass protection. Yeah. Se- Seattle's got the weapons. The pass yeah. protection's been the question. Green yeah. Bay's got the pass protection. It's the weapons that have been the question. If there wasn't a no-trade clause involved, I, I'd be very interested if I was Seattle because I think you're more likely to win a Super Bowl in the next three years with Rodgers mm. as opposed to Russ. Mm. And, and I think no matter what gets said right now, I'm not convinced that Russ – I'm not convinced that Russ – will finish the three years of his current contract, and I don't know about his longer-term future, so the age difference matters less to me. The problem is you can't ask Russ, hey, would you be willing to go there? Because the minute you do that, yeah. A, he might say no just because he doesn't want you to get something you might want, and he's definitely going to be mad about that. So, so do you I, think his people reach out first? If they did, if they did, I'd, I'd go for it. If 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 that's and that's the only way because I would not ask Russ about it if I would if I was the Seahawks I would not try to sell Russ or, no. or gauge Russ's temperature nope. but if Russ came if Russ's people came and said hey if you Russ Russ would be open to going to Green Bay that would that would be good for Russ yeah I'd pull the trigger what would that do I, I was just watching some stuff this morning as far as the just the death nail from salary cap. Uh, standpoint and dead money that that would do to Green Bay if they were to release Aaron Rodgers or any of that. So if you trade them, do they swap some of that? Do you just inherit some of that cap burden? No. Green Bay would eat $40 million. Rodgers is out of guaranteed money on his deal. Okay. They, they paid him like a $6 million bonus. It would be $40 million in dead money, and that's probably unsustainable. Now, taking on Russ is like you can always try to find ways to work around it. The issue would be they – They've already got Jordan Love there, too. It, it makes it weird. Yes. So I don't know if that's a reasonable solution for Green Bay. Yeah. But as far as for Seattle, that's one of the only situations where you'd be willing to eat the money that it would take to get this done. Because you'd be like, well, on the other side of it, we've got a quarterback who might actually be a short-term upgrade. And that body language would be hard to watch. I ain't going to lie, man. That body language <laughs> The passive-aggressive smarminess. <laughs> and Salk's head would just pop right off his body. It I would kind just, of enjoy it. It We'd would get pop a, right we, off, and it would roll down Fifth Avenue. We would get a weekly a weekly <laughs> passive-aggressive shot at Russ. Like, every, every week during his press conference, or maybe when he talked to Pat McAfee on, that, on, the, on the podcast, you would hear something made in regard to the guy that was here before. It would be hilarious. And could Pete and Aaron coexist? I actually think they could. I think that's the most – it's Blue 42. I think that's the most realistic part of it because Pete is not about challenging guys, and Pete doesn't need to be the smartest guy in the room. Like, I think think Aaron can't work with someone like Gruden or – and this was to a lesser extent McCarthy. I think Aaron, when when he feels – but Pete will totally make Aaron feel like he's getting his way, right? And he doesn't throw picks. Uh, No. no. He doesn't throw picks. No. That's the thing that drives Pete most nuts. Yeah. Takes less sacks too. Pretty fascinating. Pretty fast. Never dull moment. Brock, Brock I don't. Th- I don't agitator. think he's going to be. Brock started this whole thing. Yes, Brock I'll, started this whole thing. So with blame the text. But I will say, I, I don't think he's going to be back in Green Bay. Really? I don't. 
I don't. I think he would eat money. I think he'd be willing to be the Jeopardy host. I think he'd, yeah, I think he would force the issue after all the Favre and, and watching the, the back and forth. I don't think this is Farvian and just, you know, Favre's last year's there and you know, threatening to retire and everything else. I think he views this solely as a cold, calculating businessman. Some of the ways he's dealt with relationships, his own family relationships and everything, he's willing. You know, we, we know people like that. We all have them in our lives that are willing to play that card and make it that uncomfortable and that difficult and, and probably in some ways compartmentalize and say this is purely business. And you know what? You made this decision a year ago. You have made these decisions thinking I was in the decline. You have made these decisions by drafting the way you have. You have made those your own business decisions, and I'm going to make my cold. You know, if people think it's heartless or whatever, I gave you 16 years. I won you a Super Bowl. I've been an MVP. This is purely cold, calculated, critical business decision. And I think for that, I don't, I don't see him playing for Green Bay anymore. It'll be interesting. I tend to agree with you. Somebody, I don't know whether it was a tweet or what it was last week, was like, you think you're going to win a stare down with a guy who doesn't talk to his mother? <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk like, to you tomorrow. Seriously. Mother's Day Sunday. Love you, boys. See you later. That is, that is Brock Heward.